It's time for JT the Brick. Just win, baby. <laughs> the countdown to Canton is on. Got a Super Bowl ring as a player and he, as a coach. And I mean, just what the impact he had on the game. Uh, I agree with you. He should have a bust in Canton. Tom Flores. We know it has to be done, and we know how to do it. Charles Woodson. Intercepted by a flying Charles Woodson again! As these Raiders are inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, we honor them on Raider Nation Radio. Silver and black means a lifetime. A lifetime of uh, excitement and joy. Overall, it was a great journey. The countdown to Canton is on. Here's your host, JT the Brick. JT, as we keep going here on Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m., Brought to you by Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence. I want to thank Remy Martin again for everything this week. Last Saturday, they took us to Bizarre Meat, best meal I've ever had. I know I like to say ever, like Grimaldi's. No, this was the best meal I've ever had in Vegas. And I moved to Vegas in 1996, so that was off the charts. And then nice time at Two Chains at Dre's and good time with our friends at Remy Martin who are a big partner in what we're doing here, especially over at the M Resort and Spa. If you go inside the Raiders Tavern and Grill, it's all Remy Martin in the back, and we'll be doing a lot with them throughout the course of this year. Tonight will be the Hall of Fame game with Dallas going up against Pittsburgh. Dak Prescott did not travel with the team, so he won't be there. I'm, I'm interested to see how it looks. You know, they re, redid that stadium, Tom Benson Field. Tom Benson was not a great owner for most of his career with New Orleans. I didn't think he was. I thought he was one of the worst And over the last 10 to 15 years, the Benson family donated a lot of money to Canton and rebuilt that stadium that used to be Fawcett Stadium, and now it's state-of-the-art. So looking forward to being there as I take off tomorrow, 6 a.m., to head out to the Hall of Fame. So the game tonight, you know, Dak not being available up in Oxnard and not being available, he wasn't going to play anyway in the Hall of Fame game, but to not be out there with Jimmy Johnson getting in and all the other players that are getting in, a little bit surprised by that, but the Cowboys have too much invested in Dak Prescott to put him on a plane and have him travel as they want him to be 100%, and I get that. But keep an eye on this. There's been a lot of quarterback talk the last two weeks since Aaron Rodgers had his press conference, and he seems to be okay, but I don't think he's completely okay, but he seems to be okay. The other big story is Phillip Rivers. Is he going to be the new quarterback coming back from last year? and quarterback to Colts until Carson Wentz gets better. And then tonight on my national show, when I get all the sound coming in, I don't have it all just yet, Kirk Cousins is now making a lot of news, and a lot of people are really freaking out by what he's saying. Kirk Cousins earlier today said he would rather set up plexiglass around his locker to avoid COVID rather than get vaccinated. Uh, Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins says he's doing his research regarding the issue said he vows to follow protocols closely. Apparently, the media are just going after Cousins to explain his logic for not getting the vaccine, and he's not doing a great job. So that's going to be a big story here. And what it is is a distraction. And the Raiders don't have any distractions on the field. As you know, we'll get into Jalen Richard, Vic Tafer, uh, slug the column, and everybody's talking about Jalen Richard and the injury that he has, which... You know, Jalen's been a good player for the Raiders, but now they have Kenyon Drake. Uh, Tashawn Reed, excuse me, tweeted, Jalen Richard has sustained a foot injury and will be out indefinitely. Sources tell The Athletic he missed the first few practices of training camp after being placed on the COVID-19 list and will now miss more time. 
Vegas has five other active running backs on their roster. And that's true. This, this team is going to be all about Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. Alec Ingold, the fullback. And again, the depth of having Jalen Richard, I was wondering if he was going to make the team. Because how many running backs can you carry when you have all these receivers? And one of the worst defenses, even though it's now improved, but one of the uh, worst defenses the last couple of years, how many running backs can you bring? So this is going to be a story that we keep an eye on here over the next couple of days. After we, As soon as we wrapped up the show yesterday, it was like the final three minutes of the show, Paul Gutierrez put out that the Raiders signed veteran free agent defensive tackle Gerald McCoy. To already, to, I think it's a rebuilt line and pretty deep. So I like this. He's 33 years old. He missed last season as he had a ruptured right quadricep tendon in training camp with the Cowboys. He's been a fabulous defensive tackle. He was the number three overall pick by Tampa Bay in 2010 and is a six-time Pro Bowl selection. He was first-team All-Pro in 2013 where he had nine and a half sacks, 21 quarterback hits, and four passes defended. He also played for Carolina in 2019 and started all 139 games he played during his career. He also went to Oklahoma, where my son goes, and he was great there. He was fantastic when he played at OU. So what does this mean? What does this mean about Solomon Thomas and the rest of the defensive tackles? I don't know. I mean, we know that Mike Mayock and Gruden want to always look at players and bring players in. And I just think the fact that they thought that this was a good time to bring in Gerald McCoy. Remember, a lot of fans got upset when they brought in Kyle Long, Howie's son. They worked him out and didn't sign him. They saw something in that workout they did not like. And he went to Kansas City and signed. Well, McCoy came here. They worked him out and liked what they saw. He's a game changer. So now the Raider defensive line could line up in the interior. Jonathan Hankins, Gerald McCoy or Gerald McCoy and Clee Farrell, and Hankins in a rotation with Mad Max and Yannick Ngakwe off the edge. Man, that is vastly improved, and I know you know that, Raider Nation. This is a team that's doing everything to make this defense better. The question is, how much does a big 33-year-old defensive tackle have left? I don't know the answer to that. We're going to have to see. But this guy's played in enough games, started enough games, and was an impact guy that you got to take a look at him and say, this is the type of guy who can help. And maybe he can help quickly right out of the gate against Baltimore and Pittsburgh the first two games of the year. So I like all of this. I think the Raiders are being very active. They're looking to upgrade the roster. There's been tremendous competition at practice now that they've had some padded practices. And I think this week was a good week for us, the Raiders, everybody else here who's talking about what this team could do and what they need to do. And I don't know what's going to happen with the defensive line. I don't care. Gus Bradley's in charge of that. There's just going to be fresher players. There's not going to be guys wearing out with big bellies, tired in the second quarter with two more quarters to go. This system with Gus sets up very nicely for players to come in fresh on obviously rundown situations and passing situations, where in passing situations on third down, if it's third and eight, you can bring Clee Farrell along with Yannick Ngakwe and Mad Max, and maybe bring someone off the edge. And I think Jonathan Abram is a very good, he's very good, but they got to put him and line him up right. But he's fantastic at rushing the passer if he's going to blitz from the safety position if he's in the box. Trayvon Merrig, I don't know, I just like him in center field as a ball hawk. He had a big week of practice and a really good day yesterday.
So everybody, it's about the Hall of Fame, and we're excited here. Uh, Tom Flores, Charles Woodson, and all the other Hall of Famers that are going in. This is a big moment in Raider history. Whenever a Raider goes in, it's a big deal, but to get a two-for-one on Sunday night is going to be very special, and I hope you have the time to enjoy it. Sit back, DVR it, and watch the festivities starting tonight with the Hall of Fame game, the the, the red jacket, excuse me, the gold jacket ceremony tomorrow night, the dinner, which is very special, and then a big celebration on Saturday for that super centennial class, that class, the blue ribbon class, and then the class on Sunday where Peyton Manning, Tom Flores, Drew Pearson, it's a good class. Obviously, Charles Woodson going last. I saw Charles today on Good Morning America. Woke up and put on Good Morning America GMA. George Stephanopoulos was not making pancakes today. Like, he'll, he'll interview the president of Bulgaria. And in the next segment, he'll put on an apron and make pancakes. Today, he interviewed Charles Woodson along with Robin Roberts. And it was a really good interview. As Charles talked about his life and his start in Ohio where he was Mr. Ohio, chose Michigan, left the state. So he's not too far away where he grew up from Canton. It's going to be a great moment for his wife and kids. I can't wait to see Charles out there. And I want to thank everybody here who listened to what we were trying to do all week. We want to continue to do it, 702-365-9200. And again, put these guys up on a pedestal because Raider Nation, you guys know the players. You know the history of the game. But remember, we're in a new market in Las Vegas. And there's a lot of kids and there's a lot of new fans here that don't know the history of Tom Flores and Charles Woodson the first time around before he came back again. And fans who listen to this show want to hear about the great history of the Silver and Black. And a lot of it's going to be on display with all the Gold Coat Raiders who are in Canton already or are flying in tomorrow for an epic, epic weekend. Thrilled to be a part of it. Good week here on Raider Nation Radio. I'll be back on Tuesday. I'm leaving tomorrow. Man, I hope I get lucky on these flights. Crossing my fingers. Uh, Then the event with Flores and Woodson is late, late Sunday night. So my wife and I are flying back Monday during the show. And then we'll be back Tuesday. And then we have a lot happening next week. Next Thursday, I'll be live at NBA Summer League at the Thomas and Mac. Looking forward to that. So we'll have some good NBA guests on. Always fun. And quick reminder, get your tickets for NBA Summer League. It is a fabulous event. You're going to have a good time. It's a way to cool off when it's this hot. And give the kids some entertainment. So if you're around, come by and see me next Thursday, a week from today, as we'll be inside the Thomas and Mac for Summer League. 702-365-9200. Bobby's had a big week. Thank you, Bobby, for all of this imaging that you put together with Tom Flores. Meant a lot. And I know the listeners have tweeted about it and are talking about it. Bobby Machado, who runs the show, went out of his way to make sure that we did two, three weeks of imaging with mostly Tom Flores to pay respects to the coach. JT, we continue on, brought to you by the Henderson Hyundai Superstore. Boulder Highway in Henderson, they have the super deals you're looking for. This weekend, if you're looking for a new vehicle, make sure you put the Henderson Hyundai Superstore at the top of your list. They have luxury vehicles, crossovers, and those award-winning Hyundais and the best financing team in town. You can get a beautiful vehicle over there, and the service will blow you away right here on Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. You know, just a continuation from, you know, being in Oakland, you know, having love there and then now going to, to Vegas, 
And then, and then especially with kind of helping me continue, you know, my, my business, you know, as a, as an entrepreneur with the wine and the bourbon, Las Vegas has been very welcoming uh, to me as well as the Raiders. Here's JT the Brick with more Countdown to Canton. Yeah, that's Charles Woodson on the bourbon and the wine, which is both good. The Intercept wine is outstanding. The Bolitnikovs have their own wine out there. Wine and the Raiders going forward. Speaking of wine, if you want to play golf indoors and have a glass of wine or a beer, the premium indoor golf facility in Vegas is Area 15, Five Iron Golf, with eight simulators giving you access to play the world's best golf courses, all while enjoying drinks, food, and fun. I've been telling everybody the league play starts Monday, August 16th, and the leagues are for everyone, new players, avid golfers, and everyone in between. So sign up. As an individual or as a team, I would sign up, get a group of four guys, and go play golf in a league and get into these simulators. I think you'll love it. Sign up now at 5irongolf.com slash leagues. Tell them JT sent you. will get $100 off. Call them now at 5irongolf. So Gerald McCoy, and when we look at what could happen with this team up front with this defense, I'm excited because as I've added and I've told you from day one, this team needed to make Really good changes on the defensive side. The first one was hiring Gus Bradley. That's supposed to be an upgrade. A former head coach who comes over from Jacksonville and the architect of the Legion of Boom. He was able to bring over Casey Hayward from the Chargers, a two-time Pro Bowl of corner. He made a lot of plays in this league. And again, the Chargers didn't think he had a lot left or was that great anymore. The Raiders see something. So Casey Hayward is pegged to start at one of the cornerback positions. Now I look around and try to get the rest of this depth chart in order, depending on what happens to K.J. Wright later today. As he comes in, he is coming in today for a workout, and we'll see what happens. The Seahawks veteran linebacker K.J. Wright, according to Adam Schefter, is in Las Vegas to meet with the Raiders. It's a familiar scheme with former Seattle defensive coordinator Gus Bradley. So with that, those are two starters that you can tie in with Gus. And then Gerald McCoy, I just think you bring that in under a Mayock Gruden. Let's get him in here and let's get him in at the cheapest price possible, and they were able to do that. So those are three levels of new players. Defensive line with McCoy, hoping K.J. Wright works out well and makes the team. And then we go to the back end, and we have Casey Hayward. Then they drafted Trevon Merrick who looks to be a starter at free safety, which is fantastic. Corey Littleton and Nicholas Morrow. Now, if K.J. Wright is there at linebacker, those two guys would start. I would think the odd man out would be Nick Kwiatkowski. I don't know. Don't know exactly sure where they want to put Kwiatkowski or Morrow, or would they just have would they just have more of a rotation going again. But with Gerald McCoy, the fact that the Raiders signed him means they expect him to make the team and play. And he's just got to be a guy that stays in on first and second down to stop the run. And then you could bring in the lighter Solomon Thomas if he makes the team. Carl Nassib, who no one seems to be talking a lot about. So if you're joining us late today, I asked everybody simply, why do you think the Raiders are making these moves? What do you think is going on inside the Henderson facility that they would bring in two veteran former pro bowlers at a cheap price right now? Was that lack of performance and practice in padded pads? Don't know. I don't have that answer. Or these guys that they always had penciled in, but they were waiting for the price to fall. And what message does it send to the rest of the players who really thought and really do, I still, I still believe, think they could play? 
Gus has let it be clear to everybody that if you show up and practice hard and make this team and give everything you got, they're going to find a package for you. Nickel defense, dime, rushing the passer, stopping the run, whatever it is, you're going to have an opportunity to play here. But will these guys step up instantly and make the Raiders noticeably better? How could they not? How could they not bringing in Merrick, Casey Hayward, K.J. Wright, and Gerald McCoy? Now, if three out of four of those guys pan out to play well, it would be great. And if Jonathan Abram shows up this year, and one of the most important players, Cleland Farrell, then you have two first-round picks in Farrell and Jonathan Abram who hopefully start playing like first-rounders. Damon Arnett, I don't have a lot to say about him. I don't. Uh, Damon Arnett's going to have to prove that he can make the team. He's going to make the team, but where's he going to play? Is he going to be a starting corner competing for that, or is he going to be a slot corner? Where are they going to put him on the field? He got bigger and stronger, and he looks more mature this offseason there. We've got to spend more time still on Corey Littleton because Littleton was the player who should have been a pro bowler by now. He should be coming into a pro bowl season this year, and I'm hoping they get him going again. 702-365-9200. Looking to wish Tom Flores and Charles Woodson well as they head out to Canton, Ohio. If you got a compliment or a story about either one of those gentlemen, we'll get you on the radio. 702-365-9200. Yesterday I was asked by the Raiders to go sit in on a television show, Eyewitness News in Fresno, very early in the morning. But that's where Tom Flores is from. He's from Sanger in the Valley. And they wanted to talk about this as they're giving full coverage all weekend long on Tom Flores going to Canton, Ohio, and being inducted in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And they welcome me to their morning broadcast. And we're going to be talking about none other than the legendary Tom Flores right here in our own backyard there out of the Sanger area. Of course, he went to Sanger High back in the 1950s before coaching in the Raiders in Los Angeles and in Oakland. JT the Brick is a sports radio host in Las Vegas, and he's been highlighting Flores' accomplishments as of late. JT, welcome to Eyewitness News this morning. How are you? It is a pleasure to be here. What an amazing week. What a lead up for Sunday when Tom Flores is inducted finally into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, there's been talk about this for years, a lot of Valley momentum for multiple different reasons, all feeling he was definitely worth to go in before now. Talk to us about what you're hearing. What's the excitement like for Flores finally making the big step and heading to Canton? Well, this is massive for Coach Flores, his wife, his kids, his grandkids. They've been waiting way too long for this. He should have been a Hall of Famer wearing a gold coat for 20 years. And finally he gets in and there's no remorse. Everybody is celebrating this. This will be the largest turnout in the history of Canton because of COVID last year canceling the ceremony for that class. It was a super class of 19 individuals who will be at the Hall of Fame. And then the seven on Sunday that Coach Flores will be inducted with, including Raider Charles Woodson and the legendary Peyton Manning. So if you think of the legends that are going in, also Jimmy Johnson, the coach Bill Cower will go in on Saturday, but the Raider Nation and every Raider fan from around the world has been pleading for this for decades. And now the Flores family and Coach Flores finally get what they deserve. There's going to be a massive turnout by the Raider Nation in Canton and obviously tremendous support by Mark Davis, his mom, Carol Davis, the late Al Davis's widow. So this is a big, big moment. And I know everybody in the Valley has been planning this trip for a long time. It's going to be on NFL Network Sunday, so everybody should DVR it. 
and it'll be one of the uh, crowning achievements of Coach Flores' career. And JT, talk to us. You've been there announcing for the Raiders for quite a while. Talk to us about the emotion and also what you think this will mean for the, the, the Raiders themselves, the team. Well, I'm very emotional about it because I know a lot of Raider fans are because Coach Flores, the first Latino quarterback, the first Latino head coach to ever win a Super Bowl. He's got four Super Bowl rings total. One is the backup quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl Four. One is the assistant coach for John Madden in Super Bowl Eleven, and then his Super Bowl victories in 15 and 18. So again, how, how we waited this long is ridiculous. But again, the time is now, and everybody's been pushing so hard for this. And you know, I've known Coach Flores. This is my 23rd year with the team, and I'm part of the pre- and post-game show. And Coach was the radio analyst for so many years, and he was just so kind with his time and mentoring me on radio and just a gentleman. And his wife, Barbara, and this family is super special. Everyone knows there who's watching your broadcast today. So there's such a, a joyous feeling that he's finally going in, and we can celebrate this with his friends and his family in Canton, Ohio, it's going to be one heck of a party that he's throwing, uh, that the Raiders are hosting out there in Canton, Ohio at the Hall of Fame. So it's going to be a long weekend, a late night, the night he gets in, and there's going to be a lot of people toasting Coach Flores. All right, JT the Brick, thanks so much for joining us this morning live from Las Vegas. Thanks to Fresno and Eyewitness News for that hit on TV. As I got a chance to talk about Tom Flores and the impact that he's had on my life, and I'd like to hear the impact that he had on your life as we continue. 702-365-90, excuse me, 365-9200 if you want to get through. Twitter at JT the Brick, Facebook at JT the Brick. We have the Cowboys and the Steelers tonight, 5 o'clock Pacific time. That is the new Hall of Fame game. And Troy Palomalu was in a COVID protocol, but he's going to travel on Saturday. Palomalo and Bill Cower getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame together. And that's a big deal. Alan Fanica also and the Cowboys getting in. Whenever you put the Steelers and the Cowboys on TV, Fox should do a pretty good job tonight highlighting their great rivalry back in the 70s and the Super Bowls and what that rivalry was all about. Depending on what age you are, that was a pretty cool time. And the Raiders could have been in a lot of those matchups against the Cowboys. But for whatever reason, the Steelers got by the Raiders. Going to be a huge contingency of Dallas fans, Raider fans, Steeler fans, all in Canton, Ohio this weekend as we continue on. RG3, Robert Griffin III has joined ESPN. He will be a college football and an NFL analyst. Griffin will be in the booth for college football games on ESPN and ABC and will contribute to ESPN studio coverage during the college football playoff and Super Bowl. Heisman Trophy winner and former Pro Bowl quarterback, He's supposed to be really good on TV. His tryout was amazing, and he's excited to be there. Griffin was named guest analyst on NFL Live in 2017, the year he didn't play. He signed with the Ravens in 2018. It was there for three consecutive seasons before stops in Washington. Remember, Washington made him the number two pick overall in 2012 and the Cleveland Browns in 2016. 702-365-9200. Also, the men's basketball team, one last night, big game against Australia. They came from behind in the second half to win in a route. Now they get the rematch against Evan Fournier in France, and it's a big opportunity for them to play great. I don't think they've been coached well. They've struggled in every game so far this year, but now they have an opportunity to slam France 
and win the gold medal. And that would be a big deal. This is adding to the legacy of Kevin Durant with his three gold medals and the all-time leading scorer. I expect Durant to have a monster game. Monster game as he's been playing incredible. All right, when we come back in a little bit, Ryan Hollins will join us on NBA Free Agency. Former 10-year big man in the league and a pretty good analyst for ESPN on all the moves that have been made during NBA Free Agency. And there's been a bunch. And the huge news... The most famous athlete in the world, no debate, is leaving his team. But you knew that already, didn't you? The most famous athlete in the world, no debate, is switching teams. I know you know who it is. If you don't, I'll tell you next. Tom Flores, this was one of the finest prepared football teams I have ever seen. You went right to work after beating Seattle. You kept your eye on Washington all the way. This whole organization was so confident when I was around. Well, this is uh, this is such a great group of guys, and you know we just uh, we just go out and do our job. We don't pay attention to what is said about us. We don't pay attention to all the the hoopla and the distractions or whatever. Uh, we, we have a job to do, and we get it done. And uh, we have it's just been tremendous. Induction day is Sunday. Here's more. Ryan Hollins joins us. Ryan, you're not Woj, but you're getting there. You're breaking NBA free agency news. You're putting it out on social media. You've been on a tear the last couple of days. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How you doing, Brett? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great. Did you love free agency so far? Did it live up to the hype right there in the L.A. backyard, especially with Carmelo and LeBron trying to rebuild this older team? For another run at a ring, I say for the Lakers it has. Uh, these are the this is a feel good roster for the Lakers. You know I, they're too old to, for us to either of us to go out and guarantee a championship. When we saw what injuries did last season, but ultimately Kent Bazemore, who was the crowd favorite, comes back. Trevor Ariza uh, comes back, and you know it was kind of a sour deal. He was really peaking in his career. And they end up going with our test. It was a, a funny story. They they offered Trevor the deal, gave him 24 hours, and pulled it right off the table for run our test. Championship goes on, so you forget that Trevor Ariza story. And did you ever think that Dwight Howard would be celebrated, celebrated and heralded for coming back to the Lakers? So, you know, ultimately, oh, and, and not to mention, like you said, Carmelo Anthony. So it's definitely a feel-good story. I, I think these Lakers are going to be the real deal. But I think Rob Polinka is going to have to be mindful that, you know, one of these guys could come into camp out of shape, you know, not ready to go. And he, he, you may have to pull that trigger come the trade deadline and, and make something happen. You know, we saw this in Cleveland with LeBron when, you know, Dwayne Wade came and you thought it would be this excellent homecoming. You know, they, they'd be playing together after the, you know, my, the Miami tour. And, uh, you know, things didn't work out. So you hope they work out. But, you know, this is a do-or-die type of year for LeBron James. And I think his last real, real crack at a championship that he can call his own. Ryan, what's it like, you know, when you go to LeBron's, and I know you know a lot of people and you've hung with a lot of great legends and you had a great career when you go to LeBron's mansion and he's pouring wine and there's some cheese and there's some power brokers and agents. Russ is lined up out front. Carmelo's on the phone. What is this like historically, the power that LeBron has 
AD initially coming from New Orleans. When Magic left, the vacuum with Palenka. And now that the power that LeBron has to recruit, former great players, Olympians that he played with, to build out the team on the back end of his career. What's that like? I mean, we can't compare anything to LeBron James other yeah. than what Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, <laughs> you know, the no, I said Tom Brady. Had, but, I said Tom Brady right? too, Ron. Tom Brady has the same type of juice. As you know, you cover all sports in Tampa. He has the ability to say, bring everybody back, bring Gronk, give me this, that. I mean, it's Brady and LeBron, and they both deserve it, right? Yeah, no, no they do. And, um, you know, it's funny, LeBron doesn't want that type of credit. You know, he, he likes to appreciate that, yeah, I have a say in things, but he doesn't want to have that type of credit or that pressure. You know, he got a lot of flack in Cleveland for J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson and bringing those guys back. But it was a reality that, you know, you kind of – you were capped. You know, they couldn't really make moves in free agency, so they end up having to do that. But does LeBron have a say? Absolutely. And I think after delivering a championship, you know, the Lakers really, really working to be, you know, anti-LeBron general manager – but I think at this point they've, you know, consistently bought in. And, you know, KCP was a clutch and a LeBron guy, and he was in that trade. So, you know, I think it, it, it's fair money ultimately when you look at the way that LeBron has had his say in the front office of the Lakers has stepped forward and had their say. Ryan Hollins, follow him at the Ryan Hollins. Ryan, walk me through Chris Paul as a businessman and how it clicked for him in OKC in Houston to get back to a great team, a contender that went to the NBA Finals, then to opt out and get this contract. I know it's not all guaranteed on the back end, but what he opted out to get more is bleeping incredible. And you're a businessman. What do you look up to with Chris Paul as he handles his business? Arguably the best player and definitely best point guard in this free agency class. It's all about timing. So I'm not sure looking at it next year, but I know next year Chris's stock will never be as high as it is now. So mm-hmm. you, you ask, why do guys take player options? A player option is important because you give yourself, you know, and imagine that life happens and injuries could happen two years to strike big in free agency. So if that year comes up and Chris Paul had a year where he makes it to the NBA finals and is this, you know, big, huge turnaround story in Phoenix, he has to go out and get that money now. So, you're going to turn down $44 million. Well, you turn down $44 million because you know you have 100 plus on the other side, if that makes sense. So that's why players take the player option, and it's so key, and you see it exercised. Remember a couple of years ago, uh, Baron Davis opted out of $20 million in uh, in Golden State, and he took 60 a lesser deal, okay, from the Clippers. But you have to understand, maybe time is involved. But $60 million is a lot more than $20 million. So that's why the opt-out comes out. And while it may take years to get the money, it's still guaranteed money coming through. So you've got to take more while you can get it. As we wrap this up, uh, how much would Kemba have in the tank for my Knicks from the UConn buzzer beaters at the Garden in the Big East? And what do you think the Knicks are doing? Because I'm hearing Damian Lillard possibly wanting out into the Knicks. Are the Knicks acquiring pieces for a blockbuster trade? Or do you think they're going to roll all these guys out again with Julius Randle, Nerlens Noel, Derek Rose, Kemba, Fournier? What does your gut tell you they're doing in New York? You know, when I'm looking at the New York Knicks, one thing I think is that they, they know they've got a good thing going. You know, they're not going to make a move for just anybody. Obviously, we don't need a question if Damian Lillard is box office and that w- what that would look like. 
and the one thing New York, the New York Knicks are is a star away. You know, they didn't have a guy outside of Derrick Rose to kind of go and make things happen in, in, in big moments. And, you know, Portland, if they lose Damian Lillard, they're going to want a lot back, you know, via draft picks, via players. They don't want to, want to just have an empty cupboard. So, you know, you want to at this point see Damian Lillard be able to move. Um, seems like the Lakers took all the pieces of free agency, but there wasn't much really to have. So, you know, you really can't go out and blame the, you know, blame the Lakers or anything. It's just, it just was a down year. Like I said, Chris Paul is the hottest free agent and, you know, we all expected Kawhi Leonard to return uh, in, in free agency. And that's what ended up happening. So uh, you, you strike while it's hot in Portland really is really strapped. There's not much they can do. They, they can't even get into the Ben Simmons sweepstakes. They want a star player and four first rounders. I don't know. I don't know how that math adds up, but uh, you know, there's an interesting thing going on in Portland, but I'd love to see him in New York. And believe you me, uh, New York is on the phones calling. Ryan, last one. I'm looking at the big three in L.A. Russ, LeBron, A.D. Milwaukee's got a big three. Drew Holiday, Middleton, and Giannis. We know Brooklyn with KD, Kyrie, and Harden. I like what Miami's doing. And I wonder what's going to happen with Luka and Zion down the road. Am I missing something here? It looks like three teams with big threes. And then maybe Miami and Philadelphia. Is there another team I'm missing that you like a lot? Oh, and Phoenix, because they went to the finals and they have Paul, Aiton, and Booker. Is there another team you're liking under the radar? Well, I'll tell you one thing. Well, I think the Clippers, I like what okay. they've done. If they can kind of keep their, their core intact, I think even if Kawhi can get healthy around playoff time, that's a team you're going to have to take a look at. Uh, Paul George has seemed to have reinvented himself. Um, all all big threes aren't created equal, you know, Mm -hmm. Russell Westbrook, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, that's a different big three. And those boys over in Brooklyn, then then we can name, I I think, I think it's safe to say from my side that there's two big threes out there and and that's about it. Um, but, but I think it's a great time in the NBA, man. And if you say it, you know, we're seeing parody because a lot of these, you know, superstar big names, you know, they're getting a little older, you know, They, they haven't necessarily lived up to the name. So, you can be knocked off by anybody. Hey, Capella Collins and, and, and Trey Young, man. If we're, mm-hmm. if we're, we're just throwing three out. But, uh, you know, ultimately I think the NBA coming in, this is what the fans ask for. There's no clear-cut favorite. And even as stacked as, as, as the Lakers have become, you know, we can't just run away and say that they're clear-cut favorites uh, for a championship. They're going to have to do their work to do. Awesome. Ryan, good to talk to you. All the best. Love the work you're doing. Always following you. Like the podcast and everything else. Appreciate you making time for me. Hey, appreciate it, Brick. Anytime. Anytime with you. Keep coming on. Ryan Hollins, the Ryan Hollins. Very good NBA insider now as we wanted to sign off on NBA free agency, which was a big part of this week. 702-365-9200. Also exciting that the Raiders have K.J. Wright in the building. He was an elite super linebacker. Great linebacker. Not good. Great for Seattle. Does he have much left? Enough for the Raiders to be impressed and sign him after signing Gerald McCoy yesterday. Big week for the Raiders, and it's not done. We're off to Canton, Ohio after the next segment for Tom Flores and Charles Woodson. This is Raider Nation Radio. Tom Flores opens the second period of play by passing to Ken Herrick for 13 yards as the Raider drive carries into the Bronco Corral. 
Flores is finding the airways to his liking. Five-year pro veteran makes a 13-yard connection with Art Pound. Flores uncorks his ninth scoring toss of the season as he spears Clem Daniels with a 34-yard touchdown bomb. The Raiders get on the scoreboard first for a 7-0 lead. Induction day is Sunday. Here's more countdown to Canton. It's JT. Join me next Thursday, August 8th, as I take the show on the road to the Thomas and Mack Center for the NBA Summer League. Come watch some of the biggest and brightest future stars of the NBA up close as all 30 teams will be playing August 8th through 17th. Nothing better in Vegas than NBA Summer League. Can't wait to be out there. Albert Hall and the whole team out there put on a great show. So come on, get your tickets. Go get your tickets at UNLV. I'll find it here on our website. I know we're going to be giving away tickets. Summer League comes, and it's a big part of what we do here in Vegas. So I feel like we're getting some good closure here right now as I'm going to say goodbye before I get to Canton tomorrow morning. And thanks to everybody behind the scenes in the Raider Nation and the Raiders and everybody who helped us out, especially the Raiders alumni department that got us a number of players who played for Coach Flores over the last couple of weeks. It was kind of the end of summer radio for me as we go pretty much balls out from here on out with the Raider pregame show on Sunday and six days a week for me on radio throughout football season with two shows. So the summer of Canton, now I'm going to go to Canton and get a chance to see this up close, and I'm sure it's going to be highly emotional for a lot of Raider fans, Tom Flores and Charles Woodson, especially too. Uh, Charles this morning on Good Morning America told the story about when he came into the league, it was a you know, hothead and, you know, kind of partied a little bit and just wasn't as committed as he should have been coming off that Heisman Trophy, and he got a chance. He got a chance to pull his career back. He went to Green Bay, played at a high level, won a Super Bowl, and then came back mature to the Raiders as their ultimate leader. 18 years playing in this league, an exceptional career as not only a corner but a safety. And I wish he would have won a championship with the Raiders. He played on some pretty good teams. But he got that ring with Green Bay. Green Bay and the Raiders are both throwing him a party together. So it shows you how big of an impact both those teams have had on Charles's life, plus the Michigan connection, which should be really big for him as those fans can get there pretty easy. Lionel Messi is leaving Barcelona after contract talks have collapsed. He is the number one athlete in the world, the highest paid individual athlete with endorsements in the world. Barcelona has announced that Lionel Messi will leave the club after financial problems prevented them from agreeing with a new contract. He's 34 years old and has been a free agent since his previous term expired on June 30th. But this was a loose agreement on a five-year extension, and now it was breached, and he is out. He is leaving. Uh, Barca has been unable to register Messi's new contract with La Liga while complying with the league's financial fair play rules. Barcelona said in a statement, despite having reached an agreement with Messi and with both parties clearly wanting to sign a new contract, it cannot be finalized due to the financial and structural problems. I mean, this guy's made a boatload of money. He has a lot of, uh, he has the opportunity to be the greatest soccer player of all time, better than Pele, hasn't won a World Cup, different player than Ronaldo, but he's on that short list. And this is breaking the internet around the world. This is the biggest story in the world. His departure is an historic moment for the club. He first joined Barcelona, the academy, in 2000, 21 years ago. He's gone on to play 778 games for the club. 
He scored 672 goals, another club record. And he's got La Liga titles and the Champions League on four occasions. So huge story. For those who are into soccer, it does not get much bigger than that. And then also today, the Kirk Cousins news. You're going to hear a lot about Kirk Cousins here in the next couple of days on the fact that he is not getting vaccinated. He says he's thinking it, he's thinking it through, but he is unvaccinated and he vows to follow the protocols which are pretty difficult right now for a quarterback. He was just gone for five days because of close contact with another quarterback who was vaccinated and had COVID. So if you're non-vaccinated and someone gets COVID and you're in close contact, you're going to go on protocol, even if that player took the vaccine and they're still getting it. The amount of people who are getting COVID, this Delta variant, who already have been vaccinated, it's a number. I'm not saying it's very significant, but it's there. And a lot of people will be talking about this over the weekend and tonight on the Hall of Fame broadcast. Also, tonight during the Hall of Fame broadcast, they are going to preview on Fox the documentary on John Madden. I saw the trailer for it. It's insane. If you're a Raider fan, DVR this Hall of Fame game and halftime and watch this. There's a documentary coming up on Fox Christmas Day about John Madden's life as a coach and off the field. It's incredible. All the resources of Fox. Bobby, great week. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to all of our proud partners, including Modelo, a bucket of Modelo's in Canton. You know I'm ready for that. Have a great weekend, everybody, and salute Tom Flores and Charles Woodson. If you're going to Canton, I'll see you there. If not, we'll report back next week. Have a good night, everybody. All right? Take care.